I mean, they're they're not responsible to their workers. They're responsible to the board. That's exactly. that's another thing. They don't actually have it set up as a structure. Like if they really were like trying to be anti-capitalist, wouldn't it? Wouldn't they have that within their structure? Like, wouldn't it be part of their of their official message? Like, so one of the things is is if you go to moevilfoods.com, uh, again with an M, uh, you one of the most recent things they posted was actually a video of one of those union best union busting captive audience meetings. And in the beginning, they say, uh, I, I, I only watched a couple minutes because I've seen so much union busting activity. It was just, it was just literally like right out of the Hard book. Hard to watch. Yeah. It was, it was, well, it was the same thing I've seen a hundred times is they right. say, well, you know, there's a place for unions, but we don't think it's good for the, our company or for you. And they actually say that they say, we don't think that having a union is good for the company or good for you as they speak to the employees. That's so crazy. Like, when is democracy in the workplace bad for people? Yeah. I can't think of a single instance where it's like, I think everybody, what is actually in our best interest right now is to stop thinking about this with our heads together and just go along with what management has to say. Like, I don't know. There's like a fetishization in the United States, especially of like a strong leader figure who overrides people's fears and weaknesses in the heat of the moment and bands everyone together and brings the team through on the other side, defeating impossible odds. But like, that's not what this is at all. This is a fucking company that's doing perfectly fine and they could easily fucking treat their employees better. There's no like fucking grand moral flourish. That's like, see, I was really taking better care of you than you could have of yourselves. Like that's never (laughs) ever going to be the outcome of something. So paternalistically bullshit. It is. It's very condescending as well. And it kind of treats workers like their children, you know, who can't mm-hmm. take care of themselves and, you know, workers can, they're, they're, they're at their job for God's sake. Like they have a level of responsibility and agency in the world. If not, if you can't grant them to them just for being a human being, at least grant that to them based on the fact that they show up for work and they do their fucking jobs. Yeah. And one, another thing that I really wanted to kind of call back to the, the union busting episode that we had done is, uh, Eric had said that one of the things is that you, people who are good at union busting are generally people who are from the union movement. Like they have that they know a lot about it. And in that video, like dude straight up is like beard, uh, beanie with like hat, like looks exactly like he's probably, probably a vegan and actually buys exclusively from no evil foods. Yeah. And, and like, and the whole thing because I think what was kind of amazing is when I went through my union busting campaign, the person who was uh, our union buster was this big muscly guy, really actually pretty disconnected from um, what our community was really like. And and right. so I, I felt like that like they were a little off base. And that's probably one of the reasons why we had won. But th- looking at, at this, and because like actually – and I know that the people in the the No Evil Foods campaign are still working for certain um, like compensation for the way that they were treated, or even just the union still itself. But I mean, like for the most part, it has not been successful. And yeah. and I think that just all of the practices by the company are are a reason for that. But but just the the lying, the kind of like. Um, what what is it like putting a pretty face on something terrible you know i don't want to yeah 
I don't, I don't well, exactly I mean, know it's, best way it's to describe like the, it. It's the Barack Obama strategy, right? It's like you give mm. people a good speech and you say nice things and you pat them on the back in a really affectionate way. And then you go right back to fucking them over and pretending like it's not fucking happening. And then if they bring it up to you, they're like, hey, I think you're still fucking me over, actually. You get to be the fucking kindly old boss person and be like, oh, don't you remember that talk we had where we sorted all of this out? It's like we sorted fucking nothing out. You handed me a handful of fucking platitudes, slapped me between the shoulders blades and said get the fuck out of my office more or less <laughs> you know like yeah absolutely it's what you'll see every time and and like saying that oh i thought this was settled i mean like how many times are you gonna be like oh i thought this was or you're gonna hear i i thought this was settled when they yeah. feel like they've won yeah, because that's always it, right? Is like the end goal for them isn't ever actually a compromise. What they say when they say let's compromise is let's let's figure out something I can give you that's totally symbolic that will shut you up for long enough for me to just override your stance on this issue until the issue comes to some kind of resolution. Like, that's the thing is it's like if it's for pay, if it's for not having to work in reprehensible working conditions, if it's for not having to be a part of a company that supports abhorrent like political in, and social institutions like ICE or whatever, like there's always going to be a measure of these people trying to be like, hey, how about I hold your hand and we, we take a little walk and you and I talk <laughs> this out and we can find out what's important to you and they might give concessions to individual employees. They might give uh, totally symbolic concessions. It's like whatever they can do to avoid putting their fucking money where it needs to be put for their employees right. to have a fucking safe and healthy work environment. But and and that's that's true. But also, these are people like that are not actually at the top. These are these are lackeys in middle management. That's true. Who too. are 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 towing the line of the people who are actually exploiting all of the workforce. You're never gonna like if you actually manage to talk to the president of the company that you're trying to unionize, I would be amazed. Yeah. Well, that's the idea is that like these middle management positions and these contractors like union busters and stuff like that, like they're all there so that the workforce doesn't get a chance to actually directly confront the people who make decisions about their lives. You have these union busters and people in middle management who are constantly trying to translate the hardline dictates of upper management and of ownership down and make them palatable and make them understandable and use soft enough language that the workers will accept them. And you, it just reminds me of so many years of working for Starbucks and working for beer stores and working for all these different companies where it's like, everything's about a happy face. Everything's about using the correct language to really get across our mission driven focus statement for this company. And it's like, it's all bullshit. Every little yeah. bit of it. If, if there's, if there's even a hint of like a fake, nice tone in management's voice, disregard the entire content of what they're saying to you because they're fucking lying to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean like, and that's, that's the whole thing about like, I, I have like personal beliefs about, uh, the ways that we're basically conditioned to be customer service representatives 
Or mm-hmm. if you if you toe the line early enough in lot in life, you get to be the one who tells everyone else to be customer service representatives. Yep, that's your reward, by the way, for being a, a good worker and a good little drone who doesn't ask for more than they're allotted and, and shows up on time and never complains is that you might someday get to force a bunch of other people to act like that. <laughs> that's it. That's the yeah. fucking cherry on top. That's the icing on the cake. That's as good as it gets. That's every job you've ever had. I I, I, I would almost challenge anyone listening to this to tell, tell me that that's not what they have experienced. Like maybe they have like a, a small business where they loved everything. And it, if I, small businesses are not generally exempt from this either. Yeah. Like, the, well, and like, Everybody at my job likes to talk about how the current owner of the company used to sit in the booth and work a shit eight hour shift like the rest of us. And then all I have to do is bring up that it's common knowledge that he married the daughter of the previous owner of the company. And that was how he got in line to own the company. It wasn't because he fucking <laughs> like was such a good employee. He got in with the family. He attended Thanksgiving dinner. It was like, nepotism. Yeah. It, that That's, I mean, that's it. It's like, there are ways for you to come up out of like a bad class situation and, and, and rise through American society. But your reward for that is that now you have to crush the lives of hundreds, sometimes thousands or millions of people at a time to maintain your lifestyle and to hold yourself apart from them. So like, I can't imagine people, people love this like trite thing. Well, it's like, Oh, it must be so hard for the rich. Cause it gets lonely at the top. I'm like, good fucking hell. Yeah. It should be frigid and isolating at the top. You should feel like because, your money alienates yeah. you from us because it does. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because they, that, that is a different type of person who ends up doing the things that gets them into the position of being in power. Like the things yep. that you have to do to be in power should isolate you because you are a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, and it's always like, there are, there are these offhand remarks. It's like, Oh, uh, whose dick do I have to suck to get that job? Oh, who do I have to do this favor for this, that it's like, you need to be in a position of power, <laughs> but, but then capitalism isn't the problem, right? <laughs> oh no, it's not money. It's not, it's not t- tie-ins to like local authority officials. And that's the part about that kind of rhetoric that is like crazy to me because it, it at the same time recognizes that it's like, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and it's the inroads you can make. And then at the second point, it just completely cuts that analysis short. And it's like, I bet they're just giving each other hand jobs behind the scenes. It's like, yes, but instead of hand jobs, it's billions of dollars and control over people's lives and like mm-hmm. things that actually matter to the type of sociopath that makes you become an incredibly wealthy person in the United States or really anywhere, I think. Yeah. 